Yo, 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 yo. Whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. You know, folks, this was not planned as an episode in my current lineup. Um, I was not scheduled to release uh, this topic, but with the current financial climate, I felt compelled to express my thoughts. So I inserted in thought of an episode that would be beneficial to everyone. And hopefully it is. Um, before we dive into that, let's jump into the quickie. So I'm pissed. But let me explain exactly why I'm pissed. And I like pissed in a really bad way. I'm just really frustrated. Um, and it's not necessarily with the current financial environment, the current economy. It's more so that I'm pissed about how things are contradictory and how it seems individuals find narratives to fit their arguments. So let me explain. The stock market. Um, you know, when I hear people say about a particular stock that I invest in, and for full disclosure, I am not a financial expert, and I'm only here to share my information as, you know, perspective information for you guys and possible strategies if you think there you think there's something that you would want to follow but this is not financial advice um but i do i am an investor um into tesla as many of you already know and i find it fascinating frustrating and annoying when i hear individuals refer to the stock as wildly inflated or overvalued and investors are worried that Elon is a distracted child and I could kind of get that part the child part is a little pushing it but for disclosure you know I am a major follower of Elon I've read his books watched the documentary I literally follow almost everything he says and does on Twitter um, because I find it hilarious, the stuff that he says, um, but also, you know, listening to the guy speak at Ted talks, um, when he's on other podcasts, as well as when Elon presents, not all the time, but sometimes the financial report for the quarterly updates for Tesla, as well as when he speak on, uh, any particular matters related to SpaceX. You know, so I, I, I kind of sort of have a sense of how the guy operates. I don't know him personally, even though I think he's the best friend in my head. Um, but I can tell you, the, you know, Elon is a troll and he's a mean junkie. And this guy loves it, right? And he gets off on that. And so it's interesting how people kind of sort of take it so seriously when he's, you know, out there pushing people's buttons. And I also find it crazy that individuals like call a man, insane i'm thinking what has he done really you know off kilter or insane it really hasn't done anything you know the guy is all about humanity who doesn't like someone who's all about humanity yeah well i do i like someone who who thinks that way because that's how i think and so you know looking into like when i'm looking at the stock market and and when many are right you you usually are looking at the fundamentals and when I get into the stock market for Tesla, I'm thinking about the basics. And, and Tesla meet all of the basics, right? They're hitting all the targets. And I, I think the frustrating part I get when I hear that Tesla stock is, you know, it's overvalued um, and there's some type of correction that's needed. I, I, I think 
people may miss the boat and maybe just Tesla is not necessarily showcasing because they don't do it. They don't have any marketing. They don't have a, you know, a PR department, but I think it's important to recognize they're not, it's not just a car company. So when you, so when people are looking at that particular stock in terms of the value of that position, it's not necessarily, it shouldn't be based on just car sales. There are other entities related and other money makers that and revenues that that Tesla, you know, make money on. And I've and it's so much so much expansion that's out there. So I find it interesting that individuals lock on to certain things that are not measurable. Right? So one of those that I hear all the time is fear. Fear is not a measurable indicator. I repeat it. Fear is not a measurable indicator. You can't measure fear. <laughs> It's something that is an assumption on someone, right? You fear because this guy is tweeting every day that he's not working. Well, it's clear the guy's working. He's clearly out there working, right? So I, he probably worked more than many of us combined. And so I just get frustrated with the traditionalist or the traditional investors who talk about value of a company and provide their biased opinions followed by some metrics that support their position um, and I understand the current stock market is going through some major corrections at the moment, and the U.S. Fed is trying to balance inflation, um, which is very hard to do with many other factors that that are competing against that at the moment, such as our supply chain uh, crises that's going over not only in the United States but across the world. Um, but it, but also, I think the basic metrics for performance is there. Um, then why do we see a struggle, right? And so I understand that at this moment, it's a little different because, you know, people may be taking out their profits right now and holding on to those to those profits or just taking out their money in general and holding on to cash until the market rebound uh, rebounds. Um, but I'm referring to like a, a normal market cycle. And I'm thinking about how when when one value a position of a company that they want to invest in obviously i as i said in many of the podcasts before especially my fourth episode called stocks to own for life if you guys have not listened to that that was one of my earlier episodes i really enjoyed that episode and i talked about stocks um that i really you know were passionate about and i also mentioned in that episode that you know, you should invest in stocks that you feel a sense of connection to. So if you guys haven't listened to the episode, please scroll on up um, after this episode and listen to the fourth episode, Stocks to Own for Life. Um, so again, what I'm talking about here is just my frustration when individuals look at the Tesla stock and they think of it as only a car company as well as they think Elon is some type of mad scientist or a problem child who's distracted and should act like every other CEO. I don't think he should. He should do what the hell he want to do. And I think he's very successful at doing what he's doing right now. And that's the quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and others. So today's episode why Americans are so stressed about money. Hey, this can apply actually to everyone that's just not American. But in a current crisis here in this country, I can see a lot of different pains that are going on that's combined with a bunch of other things that I will talk about in a minute. <laughs> 
So the debt cycle, I want to dive into that because I think this is something that is very it's painful and I can see where it can lead to many stressors. And so borrowing money, you know, is kind of sort of the way of life for any consumer and is particularly here in this country. Hell, for the most of us, people look at mortgages and student loans. They're like considered good debt. Think about that. Like you're you're buying a home, which is amazing, right? Because it has so many benefits to it. And also student loans, it, it, you know, it has its, its, its place for those of us, including myself, who couldn't afford to pay for a higher education out of pocket. So we incur some debt in order to position ourselves. And that in this country is considered good debt, right? Keep that in mind. Um, it's like a good and evil game of damned. That's how I like to look at it. So if you do too much, you're damned. And if you don't do enough, you're damned. <laughs> it's a bit annoying, but the debt cycle in this country is kind of sort of, it's a game of, you know, you just have to play that game and you have to understand that game. And I would say to everyone who's listening, you know, for especially for those who are in some type of debt cycle, and I mean by debt cycle, it's a vicious loop. It's, you can't get above every paycheck you're paying out and you almost seem to be in a negative or just breaking even every single month. It's that debt cycle. You can't seem to figure out a way to finalize or close out some of your credit positions or some of your accounts. And you can't seem to figure out a way to increase your savings or even start your savings. So sometimes I think it makes sense in this case to really get a new loan. I know right now we add an additional loan, but hear me out. And I think I've also said this on the episode as well. When I talked about boosted credit scores, sometimes it makes sense to get a new loan to cover and pay off all of your existing debt. It's almost like a, 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 a way to blanket repair everything all at one time. And one of the major benefits of doing that, especially if you're trying to pay off um, uh, multiple different accounts, but one of the, the byproducts of that is you could possibly, if you're in this position, repair your credit standing. I think that is tremendous. So, you know, one way I can, you know, highly recommend of anyone who's in a debt cycle to get out of that is to look for a loan that's, that fits you. Um, I would recommend you guys looking at Upgrade. I think Upgrade is a pretty good company that has pretty low rates and have many different options out there to consider. And the and, and, and reason why I'm bringing this up, because I think this is part of how people stressed about money. You know, they they can't necessarily figure out ways to get out of it. And so I want to cover just a bunch of different topics as, you know, we dive deeper into the stressors about money. And another option or another area, I should say, where individuals feel a little stress is overspending. And this is another stressor that can that come from overspending or spending what you don't have or worse, spending before you even get paid. So you're spending, of course, not what you don't have, but you're actually extending yourself beyond what you're current, what you can currently afford. So then you start to ask friends for money and you may have to delay some bills for a period of time. That's overspending, guys. And I think that's, you know, a position you want to just look into and monitor. Hopefully you're not doing that. Um, 
obviously the best way to get out of that is to stop. But some cases you can't. In some cases you can. It's lifestyles. And some of the lifestyle choices you make can can help you reduce some of that stress. And I think I mentioned a while ago about uh, <laughs> going to brunch <laughs> and cutting out brunch, maybe just doing it three or four times a year. And I know a lot of people would like look at me and saying, I actually don't go to brunch that often. So I think for me, it's probably like four times a year. I want someone to challenge me on that because I think it is like four times a year. I really don't do brunch that much. Um, but it's not just to compare myself to you guys. It's really just to say you really could reduce it. You could reduce the number of times just, you know, and, and, and sometimes we put ourselves in these positions and the stress comes from eternal internally. And I'll cover that in a minute. But some other factors that I did want to cover um, are external factors, other factors that cause stress about money. So according to CNBC, over 80 percent of Americans felt they are stressed about money. And this is even bigger for Latino, Latinx, or in the black community uh, who was surveyed and compared to those white and Asians here in uh, America. Another stressor, I know this is one that's an external factor that's outside of our control, but I think it's important to, to just realize how it can play on your psyche, and that's inflation, right? Some some guys may not even care what that means, you know, but I can tell you guys, just hearing it on the news, listening to it on the radio, even hearing me say it, reading it on, you know, your, your, your news feed on your cell phone or wherever you get your news, you get the information over and over and you keep hearing about inflation and it, and it can become a stressor for you because you, you, you get to worry about things that may not even be applicable to you. Granted, inflation does affect everyone. But in some situations, it may not directly affect you at that moment, right? So maybe there's not a need for stress. So I would say many blame inflation on considering cutting, like like you, you considering cutting back, right? Which is a good thing. This is a way for you to like reduce some of that stress. But are people really cutting back? And I can tell you it's a tough position to be in at the moment. We're coming out of the pandemic. <laughs> and I'm pausing here because I am being completely I'm being completely sarcastic here. We are still in a pandemic. But many think we are coming out of it, right? And many think we are already out of it. And so the effects of communities opening up, despite the increases in COVID cases, uh, folks just want to either get back to their normal lifestyles or catch up on their missed plans, you know, things that they had planned during the shutdowns and that they want to get back to that because, you know, they just want to get back to living their lives. And so you have all these competing elements, inflation, opening it back up, getting back to my normal life, overspending, because now we're just, we've been cooped up in a home and I wasn't able to buy things and travel the, the way I've wanted to, but now I can and so we all are some, somewhat doing all of that all at one time. And so we may be putting over stress and burden on ourselves. So I can say, you know, stress comes also by even looking at your home bank account often. Holidays, you think about like wanting to spend time with your family. But it's OK if you don't one time. You, we have technology now. We can use video calls. We can do you know, video dates, we can meet up with family members 
on video and just do like meet up with your cousins or some of your long lost friends or your high school buddies. You could meet up and do like happy hours on Zoom calls. So there are like ways to like get around it, but also traveling, impulse buying. Hey, I'm a, I'm not gonna say a victim, but I've also been, you know, doing a little bit of that lately, but I also am aware of what I'm doing and I also can afford it. And I'm not saying that many people can't, but because I know I have set aside some money, I can, you know, splurge on myself a little bit. Hey, we have one life to live. And I'd be damned if I don't live the life prior to me returning back to the earth. So I'm going to try to do my best. And I understand that people just want to live as well. But all in reason, guys and girls, we just have to be careful on how far we go with it, right? Don't let it over overwhelm you. And so I, I can tell you something. Don't look at your retirement portfolio. I'm going to switch this up a little bit. <laughs> Don't look at it. You know, this same situation happened, and it's happened many times in you know, over the course of the past 100 years. But I, in, in my lifetime, I can recall as an adult, this happened in 2008. And I remember at the time I was just starting to invest into my 401k or my retirement plan. And I was... I think I was relatively maybe half aggressive in that plan. The other half was somewhat safe. And I remember moving all of my money into a very safe position back in 2008. Because I, you know, I was getting a sense that this was happening, that something was happening. And I kind of sort of isolated myself a little bit financially from that big impact. But everyone took a brunt, right? But guess what happened? We bounced back. It bounced back. My retirement bounced back and it bounced back majorly. So I would say do not look at your, your savings. Sorry, do not look at your retirement accounts. It's it's a shit show right now. I get it. <laughs> it will change um, over time. The economy generally over the course of the decades will increase. That's just the nature of it. And so you're going to have the periods of time where we have severe volatility but you know there are times overall all you know there's an increase there so don't worry about that try to remove that stress do not look at your retirement accounts uh i can tell you it, it, it i made a mistake i think last week i was logging into a new they're like a new update to to the retirement plan that i use and i just want to set up the new account or the new yeah set up my new account and my um my new passwords and everything. And right there on the beginning of the, of the screen, I saw the balance. I was like, oh, I didn't want to see that. Damn it. And it, But I know not to worry. So I immediately clicked off it. So I won't see it. And just to focus on, make sure I had all my accounts set up and all the information for like password protection, stuff like that. Um, but then I logged off because I can't focus on it. It's going to do well over the course before it's time for me to retire. So I'm not worried about that at all. Um, but I would say there's some other factors that can lead to serious, you know, some serious situations that can lead to mental health stress, lead to drinking or other physical stressors like suicidal thoughts or worse. So I would say, you know, if you feel that way, then there are definitely professionals out there that 
you can talk to. There's a lot of talk therapy out there. Just hearing yourself talk. And I feel like maybe even for myself, maybe this podcast is a, uh, somewhat of a therapy for me. And I, I'm able to talk this, you know, talk my thoughts out to you guys. And, you know, though many times I don't get feedback, you know, because you guys are not on the other end of the microphone or the headphones or you're not into the live sessions when I have live sessions. So, but it's for me, it's really therapeutic, just speaking the words out. And so I think, you know, if you guys can record yourself, um, just get the words out, um, put into music or put into a poem or, you know, write it out into a story format or something, just get it out there just to try to release the stress, the worrying, you know, try to have these moments where you can de-stress either in the mornings or before bed where you're not consuming something that's stimulating your mind. And hopefully money is not one of those. Um, but think about your actions. Think about the strategy that caused this situation. Looking inside, what can you control? Where are the resources available to you? And what can you do now? Moreover, what should you do now? I can say that, you know, there I look for help in wherever I can. And I ask questions for my friends. You know, I listen. Um, that's a quality I think I have that that has been, been very beneficial for me. And though I may respond to people and though I may challenge people on some topics because I think it's also fun. Um, I am listening. I am listening all the time. Even if I respond to you, I am still listening. And I may take a moment at my own time when I'm ready to reflect on that topic. It could have been a topic the same day, a week ago, a month ago. I will reflect on it. I am always listening. And so I try to talk to friends based off of conversations I hear. And I try to remember what they're saying. And if there's a situation that I need to recall or I have I want guidance or information from them or even coaching, I go to my friends or our family members and I ask those, I ask even coworkers, I ask the questions. And I think it's important to just be humble enough to just ask the question. Nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with it at all. So, you know, I found this article online that talked about coping with financial stress. Um, and it covers a wide range of different topics. And so, but I really wanted to point out the effects of stress on your health and the worrying about money and, and how can it lead to things, especially if you already are going through some type of physical issues um, like recoveries, or you are already dealing with some stressful health issues, money stress can combine and make it even worse. Um, insomnia, you know, having difficulty of sleeping, it's because you're constantly worrying. Your mind is constantly, you know, churning. You know, find ways to snap out of it. Find ways to kind of sort of meditate. Breathe slowly. Don't look at your phone 30 minutes before bed or an hour before bed. Like, find something you can do to help reduce the stress. Do you put on white noise before you go to sleep at night? Do you listen to some type of affirmation music or some type of affirmation uh, speaker or someone who who can uplift you before you go to bed or something that could put you in a state to help you remain calm 
where you just feel at ease because sleep is important weight gain or even worse weight well i won't say worse but weight weight gain or weight, weight loss you know can also be you know one of those stressors you know one one could just start to eat away at their problems or not eat um because they're somewhat stressed about you know life in general um depression you know is 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 very real and so i think we all go through it at moments um i, just, I really think all humans kind of sort of really go through depression it, it, and it can happen for many different reasons of of why one would go through depression but i think you know some of us are a little bit different at handling it than others and so just keep that also in mind if you feel you're there find ways to cope coping is important how do you cope with things in life um anxiety about money worrying about how i'm going to pay for something that is a real stressor that can really eat at you physically um, it can also affect your relationship you know it can um, affect you to withdraw from society and want to just stay at home or pull away from friends or family and you know these are all real unhealthy um unhealthy stress stressors um that can affect your health and so as i said before finding ways to cope with it i think is 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 real because financial worries is uh, i don't know how else to say it it's just really it's, it's really bad and if you can have someone who can hold you accountable like a friend circle um or if you have a therapist or if you have someone you could just talk to or some method of getting information out or just speaking i think that's important in one area of it then the other side is to like try to get some feedback and some information to help you to manage and deal with it right and also there are uh, there are free services out there always just you could google it and just find out how can you get professional help or how can you get even free services also there are people who provide with like initial uh, like your first time or first session of free hey that's a step in the right direction at least you're starting up opening up to like a family member or someone you could really trust um and then after all that is done while you're working on that you do have to do some hard work you really do and that's going to involve and you take an account and inventory of your finances you're going to have to look at your numbers and what you're doing and look at how you're spending you can't fool the numbers you can complain about things you can worry about things but you can also what you really should do is look at the numbers and focus on how to get out of this make a plan speaking of that <laughs> making a plan um i did an episode on money talk money heist and i did explore the ways to develop plans for like money management techniques so I would say give that episode a lesson, especially if you have not developed a plan. Um, and particularly if you currently do not have a spending plan. Now, this the spending plan could be a weekly plan, a monthly plan, however you want to design that plan. But if you do not have a spending plan and or a financial plan, please give that episode a listen. I think it's very important, especially if you don't currently have one or you need some assistance in developing one. Uh, give that episode a listen. It's called Money Talk, Money Heist. Um, and then I guess I'll uh, leave you guys with the last piece of advice is really after you make that plan, it's going to be hard. 
you're not going to be able to fully follow through on that plan. Hell, there may be times where you may not be able to follow a plan at all. It's fine. The next week, if you have a weekly plan or monthly plan, whatever recurring cycle you have developed for your spending plan, you restart that plan on the next cycle. Though you may have missed one, two, three, five different cycles, eventually you will get accustomed to that plan being put in place. You will build the discipline to follow through. And that's the important part. You want to follow through on your plans. These these plans are important. This is the way for you guys to help get yourself in a more manageable, serene position where you're not stressed. Oh, got some action going on. Where you're not stressed about money. And you can just live a little bit more of a peaceful existence, right? When the money is not the major topic that's weighing you down right now. And so overall, manage your overall stress by creating plans and techniques, coping mechanisms, and speaking with friends. Um, I know this was not a planned episode, but I still felt like it was really important to really, you know, just talk to you guys out there if you really are going through some type of financial stress or if you feel stressed about money because of the negative environment currently with our economy here in the U.S. And though I don't think it's over, I do think, you know, we're 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 at a position where no one can predict where the bottom is. But we are. We're, I think we're still in a point where it's a little more volatility will continue. And so holding on to some cash, cash flow is important right now. So look into your, your, your spending habits and look into your plans and try to find a way to to cope with stress, find a way to develop a plan and also find a way to find the strength to follow through on those plans. Okay, guys, so until next week, remember positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace. Mm-hmm.